Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here with part two of expectation versus reality. Um, this is going to be continuation of last week's where we talked about rom-com tropes and how they power up in real life. But before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. Okay, so I'm not going to go too much into it because Maggie hasn't seen it, but today or yesterday, um, which was June 23rd, we uh, Too Hot to Handle came out season two on Netflix, and it is one of my top 10 favorite, like trashiest reality TV shows that is available on Netflix. And this season, it is somehow so much more problematic than last season. And um, although the people I don't find as stereotypically attractive uh, in comparison to last season, they are, it is filled with drama. Like just one guy on there is like, he'll get super mad at like this girl for um, like kissing another guy, for example, or like just hanging out with another guy. But then he'll be actively like scheming to talk to other girls. And like in his like, I don't know, what are those things? Like when they take them like out and they're like narrating what happened or getting their side of the story or whatever, like he plays such a victim and then immediately like, a few takes later, he's like, but she's like, I just want to be a player. Like, I don't want to settle down with one girl. And then like right before that, he was like, she hurt me so much. How could she do this to me? How could she mis like misuse my trust and all that stuff? And I'm like, you freaking hypocrite. I can't wait to watch this show. Uh, great season so far. Half the season dropped. Um, this week and then next week they'll drop the next season or next part of the season so far how does it compare to first season i think it is somehow like it's very similar but it's also very different like last season i think there was like a lot of growth by like the majority of the contestants on the show but this season everyone seems to not give a fuck about losing money for some reason like I'm Maybe not gonna... they watched it. They did. Most of them, like most of them, have watched it, and they mm. know. But they like so they like they're like very calcul like I, literally in 24 hours they lost twenty one thousand dollars. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. I think yeah, it, it probably isn't working out that well because they've seen it, and also they're like, listen, like the long term rewards of me becoming famous off this show is worth way more than any amount of money I'm going to get on this show. Yes, I I agree with that. And I guess it's like the more problematic and the more you break the rules, the more likely you'll end up like as the more famous couple or like the like the notable ones from the show, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's it's so disappointing to me because it's like you're just throwing away like three thousand dollars. Like for what? Like it was that really worth it? Wait, what do you lose for three thousand dollars again? Like what did you do to lose it? So three thousand dollars is a kiss. Um, and I think $2,000 is self-gratification. Um, and then I think if you touch the others like genitals, it's like $4,000. I mean, to be fair, they were tricked to be like, they didn't know that they were going to be on too hot to handle. They, they're like the producers made up a show called, uh, parties in paradise. And they thought that that's what they were going on for. 
somehow sounds more garbage than too hot to handle. <laughs> yeah, like it sounds completely fake and completely made up. But uh, the people on the show, like there's a lawyer, um, but like they still don't seem like the brightest of the bunch. Which, like, I don't know if it's just being played up by, like, the camera and the producers and everything, but mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it, yeah not great. Um, also, no Asian men uh, still. Yeah. And don't know if it's because no one tried out for it or if it's because they still don't think that Asian men should be sexualized. Which, good at bad. Yeah, pros and cons. <laughs> okay. That's my update. What is your update? Um, I got my second dose of my COVID vaccine. I am what you say. I'm double vaxxed. Not going to say full vaxxed, just double vaxxed in case another vaccine comes out. And I need to take that one because FOMO. Um, but yeah, I got my Moderna one. I did not vaccine mix. Um, I hear that's not bad, though. I got Moderna for my first one. Um, I died for a couple days. Um, not fun it it's supposed to like stimulate like actual covid right like the side effects but i had basically all the side effects they wouldn't the nurse who gave me the vaccine lied to me just want to call him out um thank you you're doing a great job thank you so much to all our healthcare workers but like why did you have to lie to me like that and tell me that i wouldn't get any side effects um i got yeah he said that if i had got nothing for the first one i would be totally fine for the second one and i was like oh okay awesome. I don't have to take a day off work. I did. I was dying. I could not stand up. I had to get my mom to bring me Tylenol. Um, yeah, I had fever, dizzy, chills. Um, what was the other one? Headaches. Oh my God. Headache was so bad. Um, my taste buds went a little bit weird. Um, my body was sore. Got everything. Great. Today I'm feeling great though. So only two days of side effects. Not too bad. Today I do have a little bit of a headache, but I can walk it off. That's insane. Um, I have my next shot coming up on Monday. I am absolutely petrified. I'm still going to get it, but I am terrified. (laughs) You have every reason to be. Yeah. Like it was like for Maggie, it was bad. Like she was, I think, fine immediately. And then within a few hours or like the next day, she was just like, I am dying. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, did I just get randomly sick? And I like messaged my friend and I was like, hey, are you okay? Did I give something to you? Did you give something to me? And they're like, yeah, everything's fine. And I was like, oh shit. So it's just the vaccine side effects. Great. Yeah. I mean, like it introduces the vaccine, like uh, the vaccine, like not the vaccine, the vaccine introduces the virus into your body. Right. So like, mm-hmm. it's just your white blood cells, I guess, fighting it. And um fight harder you assholes (laughs) i mean no because they're fighting so hard you're like you have like a fever a headache and all those things like that's your body's way of fighting it but like even harder what the hell (laughs) but like it doesn't mean like if you don't get any side effects it doesn't mean that like your body's not fighting it it's just that you're lucky damn it i wasn't lucky you were the first time though I was. I was just tired. Mm-hmm. But as we all know, I'm always tired. Yeah. Um. So who is your beef or crush of the week? So not really a beef. Um. And it's kind of a two-parter. So um, the European soccer, I don't know, 
U- UEFA. What is that? The Union of European Federation of I don't I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, this year is like I think is like qualifiers for FIFA eventually. So like South America, um, Europe, like they're all like playing their individual continents um, soccer teams for their country. So for some reason though. The year is 2021, as we all know. <laughs> the It's called UEFA 2020. And that messed me up a lot because I'm like, okay, firstly, like I understand that it was supposed to be last year, but because of like COVID and everything, it was postponed. Just call it 2021, firstly. And secondly, it's like, because it said 2020, I was like, holy shit, like what did I miss? Because I started seeing all these like soccer memes and like soccer stuff. And I was like, wait a second, like what the heck is this? It's like, what? when did I miss this of 2020? Like I would have noticed because I did nothing because I was at home all the time. And no, it's just what they're calling it this year, UEFA 2020 and 2021. Like, yes, this is problematic. Also, I cannot believe that you chose this as your beef. But wait, there's more. Um, that was just half of it. And it's not really a beef. Let me put that out there in case um, my professor one day watches this for some reason. I don't know why he would. But I have two supervisors. Um, one of my supervisors is, I think, originally from Germany. And uh, we have meetings usually every Tuesday around 2.30. So last last week, Germany was playing against um, France at three o'clock. So right before, uh, in the meeting, my professor was like, Hey, I have a, I have something at three o'clock. I need to head out now. And like, we're like, Oh shoot. Like, sorry, we didn't know. Sorry. We didn't get your email about like, um, rescheduling it. Like we just didn't see it. Sorry. Um, and we're like, whatever, just go to your meeting. No, no fuss. Well, and then like afterwards I was like a little bit suspicious. Cause I'm like, Hmm, this timing, he left at two 50. The game started at three suspicious but anyways i was like okay whatever so this week um because like uh my calendar invites haven't been sending out properly i decided to make sure that both of my supervisors were free so i sent an email off yesterday saying hey is everyone free at tuesday june 29th at 2 30 both of them replied back yes i sent off the zoom invite everything was great that and then last night around seven um that same professor emailed me saying hey, can we move it to be an hour later? And I was like, why? Like, it's like, I reached out to both of you. You both confirmed and said yes. That's why I set the meeting invite. But then why are you changing it now? So today, like, because I do, Germany is my team and I do watch, like, I do watch them when they play, I decided to look up the soccer schedule for when Germany plays again. Coincidentally, Germany plays Tuesday, June the 29th at 12 p.m. Matches usually last, like, it's 90 minutes plus like halftime plus like any additional time and everything. So that would probably maybe like take it to two, two o'clock. And then he has like a buffer, I guess, in between that he put in. So long story short, I feel like my professor keeps on rescheduling our meetings because he's going to watch the soccer game. And that is my theory. I can't confirm it, but that is my theory. I think that's a very good theory. Also, that's kind of wild. Now, I kind of want your supervisor to find this. I could just ask. It'd be like, but like, it's weird. It's like, oh, like, what were you doing for an hour? Hey, like, I don't want to judge you, but like, what are you, what are you doing? 
Yeah. Send me a schedule. Yeah. I or I could just be like, oh yeah, I just finished watching the soccer game or something and see what he says and be like, same. You know? Ooh. You're gonna do you're gonna pull that move. Huh? Yeah. I'll set a trap. I'll let you know if I find out uh if it's true or not. What is your beef or crush of the week? My beef of the week is okay, let me let me paint you a picture. Our high school friend reached out to a core group of us. Um me, Wanda, our friend Prabby, our friend Sally, and invited us over to a party. No information. He just said, hey, I'm throwing a party. Would love to have you guys there. Um, Wanda is not available on Facebook. As we know, she hates social media. So I am the Lorax. I speak for Wanda. I take screenshots and I send it to her. Um, and no one else in the group chat wants to ask our friend for specifics. And it's like, hey, when is it? um is this outside is it indoor are you guys vaccined um like who are these people no one wants to ask at all and then i have to be the narc and do it and it's like i think i was like a pretty big narc in high school not a narc but i was like it's like sus i'm like super responsible and i'm like a party pooper kind of thing i'm like you know there's that thing from new girl where nick is like you know when everyone's out on the in the water swimming i'm the guy who's like back on the shore watching everyone's stuff and like that's me i resonate with nick nick is my favorite from new girl um so anyways i had to ask in the group chat i had to keep asking these questions what time is it um who's going is this outdoor party um like how many people are there going to be who are these people um and he answered them but i feel like the vibe is ruined now because of me because I am a narc. I don't know. But that's my beef. It's kind of weird that no one would ask because like, well, okay, because I'm not going to download uh, Messenger or like log back onto Messenger just to be like for this one guy for like to ask questions about this party. So all it was was like, hey, July 3rd, I'm throwing some like a party at my house. Nothing else. No time. No uh, amount of people were going, no indication of inside or outside. And like, we're still like, even though we'll be in stage two by then, we're still only allowed five people indoors and um, 25 people outside. So like, this is like important things to know, because it's like, what if your neighbor calls the cop on us? Like, I don't want to get a fine of like $750. Like that's, this ain't worth it. But um I asked Maggie to be like, hey, like, who's going to be there? And Maggie's like, I would take a bullet for you, but I would not do this. Because I already looked like a narc. <laughs> there was no information given. Like, you need something. Like, what is even your address? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Like, this isn't the movies, which, like, ties into our theme where it's like they set a party and everyone surprisingly just shows up and they know exactly when and where and how to dress and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what kind of party is it? You need to know how you're going to dress, people. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, you can maybe swim in the lake. There's a 50-50 chance that you could swim, but maybe bring a sweater because it's by the lake. Yeah, what the fuck? What do you mean? Why are we swimming the lake, by the way? We're going, I think, because uh, everyone wants to see what the inside of his house looks like or the outside of his house. I so. do. <laughs> but, like, we're we're doing, like, you know, like, that excuse you give on a first date where it's like, oh, I have something to be, like, somewhere, so I gotta go. 
do you like right off the bat, like before the day yeah. even starts, you're like, yeah, you don't do that. I do uh, that. Um, I guess maybe it's like, oh, like I'll do something during lunch. So then like people won't like, I'll be like, oh, I'm on lunch. So I only have an hour. So like, I, I, I have an excuse to leave. You do that for dates? You go on not, lunch? No, not dates, <laughs> but like just for like meeting up with people. Like, oh, fair. Yeah, I do. I do that for dates. That was like my, my, if I like was iffy about the guy, then I would do that. Yeah, someone's expecting me. Wink, wink. Please don't kill me. Wink, wink. <laughs> okay, so moving on to our topic, rom-coms, part two, expectation versus reality. Um, so there were a lot of actually tropes that we missed from last week that we really wanted to get into. And I feel like they were pretty major ones. So we're going to do our old-fashioned thing. We introduce it. Um, we talk about a little bit how it would compare to real life. And then we'll give it an overall rating from your two in-house experts, self-proclaimed experts. Um, okay. The very first one, the classic, the YA trope, the guy who is mean to everyone but you. So kind of like the bad boy. How do you feel about this guy in rom-coms versus real life? Totally fall into this when I watch like rom-coms or like I read books about it. Like even now, I think I specifically like the bad boy who's like, um, actually has like a heart of gold kind of thing but like mean to everyone else except for this like main protagonist person I still love the trope uh in movies and stuff but me and Maggie were talking about this the other day uh we have an example from high school where there was this guy who was literally mean to everyone except for this one girl maybe two um it was terrible like we hated him and we still hate him yeah like to this day we're like why the frick was he so mean to us like that was so uncalled for um there was no reason to be like literally not even having spoke to maggie at all he insulted her so like it doesn't work in real life but like in movies and stuff i still love it and i'm still gonna continue loving this trope to the day i die because well, maybe because they were more like they're more attractive in movies. I don't know. Yeah, the people in real life are not very attractive. They're still ugly to me. Yeah, man, I wish I docked him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, retweet. Um, I feel like okay, no. So what I see happening in like the YA books because like you know I'm a book nerd. Um, is that like the guy is yes he's mean to everyone, but then you see that he's like super nice to like his grandma or like some like sweet little kid or something and the main protagonist and to the main protagonist he's like don't tell anyone I'm actually nice so like you see his sweet side but I think like that's that's where blind is so he's not mean to necessarily everyone he picks and shoots who he thinks is worthy of it so it makes you feel like you're different from the other girls that's why we fall for it we're like oh my god that's why we want this man but in real life I think, like, if my boyfriend was kind of a dick to, like, my friends or, like, everyone around him, I'd be like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? We cannot be together. If you're going to, like, spit on my mom like that, sorry, we we got to separate. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't, like, I would never introduce them to anybody because I'd be like, I don't trust you alone in a social situation. Like, of course, I won't, like, even though it's not everything, but I want my friends to like who I'm dating. And it's like... I want to be able to bring them all like bring my significant other along to like friendship gatherings because it's like imagine your 
like going to like a party or something right and you're like oh can i bring my boyfriend and they're like oh yeah like i guess <laughs> so funny even though they might not like openly be that expressive about it like it's what they're thinking in their head yeah that's that's fair um yeah like my ideal situation is that like my friends and my significant other get along or like yeah or, like get along like they can joke and everything i think that's a great great situation mm -hmm. um so overall what do we give this um trope i give it oh two out of ten in, in movies nine out of ten in real life <laughs> one out of ten no i feel like the older i get though like the less i like that trope um so in Ginny and georgia there is the marcus character right where he's kind of mean to everybody at school but then he's like kind of nice to her and he's also sometimes like pretty caring of his family like like especially his sister and stuff so that's and it's like i fell for him i'm like oh marcus like you sweetie like all that stuff and like but I will say there's the Joe character and he is just 100% the nicest man you'll ever meet on the show. And he is my number one. So maybe like, I don't, I don't know. Like maybe you don't have to be the nice occasionally character. You can be the nice all the time character too. And it'd still be okay. Joe is the one you marry for life. Yes. Marcus is the one you date in, in your teens. There was a TikTok thing where it was like, Oh man, I wish I had the video here, but it like it made me like think a lot. And it was like, oh, my friends were always like, you have such horrible taste in guys. And I realized it was because I don't like the boring guys. And I always go for like the guys who are kind of like hot and cold with me. So they were they kept things interesting. But what I found was that if you stick with the boring guys, then over time you guys like learn more about each other and you find out that he's not that boring and then you end up staying with him. To me, it's kind of weird, and I don't really love that advice, so I keep thinking about that a lot. But, like, I kind of see where they're coming from. I don't like how they call, like, non-hot and cold guys boring. Yeah. Um, like, just because they're nice to you, they're boring now? Yeah, like, you just completely, like, disregarded all parts of their personality because, like, you think that they're too into you? Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, I get, like, oh, you want someone who, like, you have to, like, work for and you think it's, like, it's always going to be, like, a challenge or something, like, when you're younger. But then, like, I personally would prefer someone who worships me. <laughs> <Yeah>. But, like, <laughs> I know I would be bored of that eventually. So I need, oh, yeah, I see this. The hot, I see the hot, the cold. It's, like, I need someone who worships me, but I also need someone to, like, banter, I guess, with me. It's <laughs> funny. Um, okay, wait, so you were saying 9 out of 10 for the bad boy who's mean to everyone? I'll change it to a 6 out of 10 in movies and then like a 1 out of 10 IRL. I think it's 2 out of 10 overall. I think it's overplayed. I think it's cliche. Mm -hmm. I don't like it in movies. In real life, same thing. Um, okay, next one. Um, I think we already have the falling in love with the bad boy. Um, but what about the taking off the glasses and she suddenly becomes beautiful? This is so common. Have you seen the movie She's All That? I was literally just going to bring that up. I rewatched it. Flaming hot garbage movie. I liked it the first time I watched it. 
it was I think it's because like so many movies were based off that mm-hmm. I was just like ew this is gross but it was like the OG of where it all happened and now they're remaking it from they're switching like the the thing where it's like now it's the boy who's like super nerdy becomes hot Addison Ray is the super hot one she makes him nerdy or she makes him hot sorry um but yeah it's, it's kind of weird there's actually already a movie um it's called geek charming it's a disney movie with yeah. sarah hayland and her then boyfriend i can't remember his name no we do not mention him he is toxic yeah so he, they uh she was the super popular one he is the nerdy like film geek he was like can i film you basically and part of the filming like he decide she decides to give him a makeover um and the guy girl she he likes or something um who is more popular than he is like ends up thinking that he's cute and all that so she essentially made him hotter similar to she's all that except vice versa so it's been done before doesn't need to be done again nope too late hollywood likes to keep doing things i personally think this trope is stupid like take off your classes and all of a sudden you're beautiful like Okay, first of all, you need glasses to see. Like, I don't, I don't know why, but like, I understand where they're coming from. I guess. I think it was damaging um, for girls' self-esteems seeing that like glasses couldn't be beautiful. I think it's kind of like I don't need glasses. What, what more do I have to take off to be truly beautiful? (laughs) (laughs) But also, like. I think it goes back to like the pretty privilege, right? Like people only treat you nicely when they see how pretty you are and they treat you like garbage. Like you're not a human being at all if they think you're ugly. That's horrible. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Like just going back to the whole like glasses thing, it's the same with curly hair. Like I remember a lot of girls in elementary school where they would straighten their hair every single day because curly hair was not considered pretty in movies. No, I feel like everyone curls their hair or tries to get wavy hair. Yeah, it's just, it's the trend, right? But like, um, I specifically remember where this girl had like really super curly hair and she said that she would straighten it every single day in like middle school and high school and she basically damaged the shit out of her hair because like her hair was like very curly, right? So she wasn't training it properly. There was no like advice on how to treat curly hair. It was just like you, your hair needs to be straight and that's how you were to be pretty which is like a thing I think that was perpetuated in like movies and stuff where they would always like straighten the girl's hair. They would take off her glasses. She'd shake out her hair and all that stuff. And she'd be like, absolutely gorgeous. I don't know. I think it was very damaging to like self-esteem and stuff. Just like saying glasses aren't pretty. Curly hair isn't pretty. Nerdy girls aren't pretty. Yeah. Nerdy chicks like you turn me on. That's what Scooby do. Oh, <laughs> uh, Okay. <laughs> Which also, so Freddie Prince Jr. was in Scooby-Doo. He's also in She's All That. Full circle moment here. <laughs> um, what would you rate this trope? Uh, zero out of ten, probably. But, like, I I understand a little bit, you know, where it's like, you know, when, when like, I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, I feel like I would look way better if I, like, if I got my eyebrows done, if I, like, did this and that and stuff. Then I feel like I would look, like, put myself up to like a six out of ten but I like I understand but maybe that's because this trope is not helping that 
I see what you're coming from now. It does not help people's self-esteem. It just makes me like self-critique myself even more. I take it back zero out of 10. Yeah. I think the only, what I liked about it is that like, I like watching movies and TV shows with pretty people and I can't help it. I, it's just what I gravitate towards. So it's like, as like a, when I was younger, I was like not popular, um, not like didn't get along with a lot of people kind of thing, very shy. So it was nice seeing someone in my, like in my shoes per se and like get pretty date the popular guy and all that stuff so it was like I think it was like me dreaming of what could have been my life so it was very much like escapism and maybe that was why I liked it so much when I was younger because I was like oh maybe one day I'll have a glow up and I'll be that pretty kind of thing and the other thing is like I just like transformations I think like you know in Winx Club Sailor Moon I love when they like transform from their normal clothes yeah exactly like I just I love those things it's like Super great, like those. Maybe okay. Zero point zero one out of ten. <laughs> bad, very bad, but I kind of like it a little bit because of the pure selfish escapismness of it. What about the classic jock boy and nerdy girl? A subset of that. Mm. Same exact comment, escapism. Always wanted to happen. Like I watched a lot of rom-coms with teen girls. So like I always wanted that to kind of happen. And I guess that kind of like formed the way that I thought about, like I liked guys who were popular and not like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like that's the always, like I wouldn't consider other people because that's, that's not as cool, right? Like you always go for the one, the guy that every single girl kind of likes and he's popular and he has a lot of friends and all that stuff. And like, Damaging. Yeah, retweet. I I feel like I always went for like the hockey guys or the guys really into sports and stuff. Yeah. Um, and like I always secretly hope that they would like me too, even though I was so mean to them. Sad. But that's how you flirted as a kid. Or like that's, it's like, oh, if a guy like teases you, it means he likes you. But now if Maggie was mean to you, wait, I feel like I was mean to everyone. Yeah. Think about it. I could be a flirt. <laughs> Okay, there's another subset that I know we didn't mention, but it's the one where the guy um, gets money for asking the girl out. Uh, 10 Things I Hate About You with Heath Ledger. That is problematic, but one of my favorite absolute movies, comfort movie. I love... That is, yeah, all time one of my favorite rom-coms. I love Heath Ledger in that. He is so adorable. I still watch it from time to time. That movie hits like a lot of the rom-com tropes, like mean to everyone except her. Um, She's mean to everyone except him, kind of, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But there's that scene where he's like dancing and singing like, I love you, baby. Yeah. I'm in love. Yeah, which is like if, which is like we talked about this last week. Very public declarations of love. Yes, super embarrassing. But again, for some reason, I'm like, wow. Yeah, and the part at the end where she's like reading that poem and she's like crying in class, and like he knows that it's like kind of about him and stuff. Also, a public declaration of love. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. Um, I sorry. What was the trope again? Um, when the person gets money for ask for taking you out on a date or for dating you. 
so problematic. If this happened in real life, I'd be crushed. Like, I don't think I could rebound for a while. Yeah. I Even if they were like, oh, but like, I know it was for money, but now I'm in love with you. I'd be like, like, a sirens, like, red flags and all that stuff. I'm like, how could I ever trust anything that you say to me is actually the truth? Like, you're dead to me, sir. Yeah. You do not exist. Give me all the money and then leave my life. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, I... I, I I don't know. Like I I haven't even thought about this one. Like I'm glad you brought it up, but I don't I don't know what to do. I'm like so awestruck. I would like I don't know. So what do we what rating do we give this? Negative six thousand and ten out of ten. <laughs> like I wanna say that, but I love ten things I hate about you so much. Yeah, but it's ten I think ten things was just really great, not just because of like it's based on a Shakespeare play, right? Oh like yeah, yeah the Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. Wait, no, Taming of the Shrew was not. Was it Shakespeare? No. Oh, okay. Um, side note: uh, the other day, I was talking about. Um, I was watching She's the Man because it's back on Netflix in Canada, and I almost like I almost know like word for word what's like like going to happen next. So I was thinking about. It, I was like, wow, like I really like Shakespeare, like readapted plays into movies, like because She's the Man is about. Um, what is that? What is that? Play. Oh, yes so it's about that and i really like 10 things about you which is taming the shrew and it's like maybe i would have really liked shakespeare back in the day like if i was alive during his time oh maybe yeah if we actually understood it yeah, yeah right and it's like because mm-hmm. I, I like all the i like all the movie adaptations of his plays so it's like but also think about it back then they didn't have like girls players they had the guys playing as the girls which i think would be even better it'd be so funny (laughs) yeah but like then we wouldn't have the beautiful julia styles or bianca or we would have seen all these beautiful girls yeah if you have me to say that creepy yeah did that make me sound creepy just then not really okay cool (laughs) they i yeah i think so back to my whole thing was that 10 things about 10 things i hate about you i think was really good because of the actors i think the actors were really good like good picks for actors the dad was even hilarious he came back in the remake tv show of 10 things about you as the dad which i think is hilarious but like julia styles iconic heath ledger iconic wait okay so back to your comment about shakespeare back in the day and then guys playing as girls, wouldn't Twelfth Night have been confusing as fuck for the audience? <laughs> yes, this is a guy playing a girl playing a guy. <laughs> <laughs> so confusing. Okay, on to the next one. I think you put this one. Falling in love with people who are dying. <laughs> I'm like, am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not. Um, what remember one of my favorite movies a walk to remember is literally like okay so all of these tropes start out as you cannot fall in love with me and it's like uh, of course no. you know how it's gonna end <laughs> no but i'm sure you're gonna love you even harder now yeah don't tell me what to do <laughs> um, um go on pretty, pretty problematic in real life i feel like they don't make dying people look that beautiful you know what i mean i I mean i don't mean to sound like a dick but it's like you're romanticizing it and that was the problem with um shit what was that book someone's like 
Trafalgar okay. stars. Yes. Um, I don't think John Green purposely. No, that'd be a huge YA trope, though, because there's also one called like Five Feet Apart with like Cole Sprouse. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of um, ill people who keep falling in love, and then it's always doomed because someone dies. Like, what did you expect to happen? Your Don't love know. saved me. I am alive again. It killed my tumor. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's kind of sweet, but it's also like I can't find the words to express the kind of problems I have with this trope. I think it's sweet because it's like, oh, they get to fall in love once and have that great love before they die. But it's also really shitty for the person who doesn't die, who does fall in love with this sick person, because then they go off being like, oh, like comparing every single person to this, like, I like, so it's like their first love usually, or like their second love. And it's like every other relationship gets compared to this dead person. And they're never going to live up to the wonderfulness of this dead person because they're dead. And it's like, I guess it's like kind of similar to kind of dating like a like a widower, right? Like you'll never compare to their like ex-wife or ex-husband because they died and they're always going to be re- like remembered as like the best version of themselves. Mhm. Did you ever watch that movie Me After You or something or Me Before You? Is that the one with the guy in the Excuse me. The, the guy in the wheelchair? Yeah, I didn't, but I was going to. So I read the book um and it like tldr basically uh, the guy in the wheelchair like got there from like a tragic accident and he's like my life cannot go on like i had an amazing life now i want to kill myself i wanted to like do euthanasia and his family's against it and then they hire this quirky living nanny to look after him because they think that she's gonna show him what life is like so then and they don't tell her and then like she changes his life and everything she falls in love with him and then he like goes on and he's like i'm still gonna kill myself anyways and it like devastates her and she's like oh my god i couldn't save him oh my god and like that movie the movie itself like got a lot of hate because they're like wow just because you're disabled in a wheelchair means you're gonna kill yourself what's that saying for everyone else out there um so i feel like this is a lot more problematic than we are than we can see with our two privileged able bodies um but yeah i don't know i feel like something feels wrong about these tropes a little icky but also like i understand where they're coming from like like, yay like yes you can you can have another shot of love at all points of life and just because you're on your deathbed no that's weird too i don't know where i'm going with this (laughs) i think with that movie it's like it is almost kind of more realistic i guess than um falling in love with someone who's like ill and then like move like kind of like that's how the movie ends right they die um i like the fact that like he like even though like it like it's super shitty that he did have like that mentality of like um i just want to kill myself like my life is over kind of thing i think that is a very realistic thought that like survivors have like if they're like um, if something happens to them and then they become disabled, like some just don't want to like continue living. And like, I think that's important to portray as well that like not every disabled person is like the happy go lucky, like motivational speaker that um, 
like a lot of like I guess media portrays people to be because like you know how some people they're like oh they're so strong like this accident happened to them and now they talk to people about how to overcome like tragedy and all that stuff um but I think the whole like you don't really see the dark side of that like all the like work it took for them to get there and I don't think one like just falling in love is going to get snap someone out out of like this like mentality because it's like why is like why are you willing to live for this other person but you're not willing to live for yourself kind of thing so like the fact that she couldn't save him like I think I kind of like that a little bit more I might go watch this movie um or you can read the book yeah I 100% I just like I don't know like now that like the more that I keep like thinking about it because it's like I know I'm going to be sad because that's not how I like things to end but I'm there like I like the fact that she can't save him and I think that's something that should be explored too also shitty of the parents because they're basically like haha we're going to trap him into wanting to live like we're not going to help him get through this we're going to make sure he falls in love with someone so he'll have a reason to live but rather that reason is not himself yeah because like she kind of she can prove that she's a mess.com Mm-hmm. oh yeah she's like the quirky like you'd imagine like main character thing but I guess yeah to your point like it kind of destroyed the main character thing where it's like she she's not unlike the others mm-hmm. she's she's still just a girl she yeah doesn't have sort of magical powers yeah and I, I love that I um, I know a lot of hate I applaud it I hope it's like what I imagine it to be um We'll I haven't see. seen the movie, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the movie does it really poorly. Who knows? So, like, I, I, I'll just, like, not say anything about it now. But the whole, like, I think the Fault in Our Stars at least portray, like, dying to be a little bit more, like, realistic. Like, you do see her, um, like, both of them, like, suffering a lot. Like, the fact that she has to carry around, like, an air tank and everything. And, like, she's not that active. Like, I think that was done better than A Walk to Remember. Because in A Walk to Remember, she was dying of terminal cancer. And somehow she was still, like, pretty functional to her, like, last days kind of thing. Yeah. That movie makes me cry so hard. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't love that movie. Like, I think that... Yeah, I think the ending was kind of sweet, but, like, I still didn't love. I like Mandy more. I love her, but like I didn't love that movie. What their chemistry? Well, I mean, I haven't watched it recently. I watched it when I was in high school, but I remember loving that movie so much. So maybe twenty-five-year-old me will think different. Yeah, um, I guess it's good to like. One side, I'm like, yes, it's good that they're portraying like people who have disabilities, people who have like illnesses can still like find love in the most unexpected mm-hmm. places and they deserve to be happy as well. But on the other side, it's like, <laughs> I'm going to remember this when I get a terminal illness. If I ever get a terminal illness, I'm going to be lying there being like, where is the love of my life? What <laughs> happened here? <laughs> Yeah, it's like who which nurse am I gonna fall in love with? Who my doctor? Um, okay, so what do we give this? Maybe like a two out of ten. Yeah, okay, I agree with that. For both in real life and um rom com trope. Yeah, like I don't even like it it kind of depresses me, I'm not gonna lie. Like I know I'm gonna cry when I see like something about like illness or like a uh, disability because someone's going to die <laughs> and okay. that's not the ending that I want. Um, I like it when they surprise me when like, like bridge to Terabithia, 
I like the shocking cries, you know? What the fuck? <laughs> Here you are, like, I like it that the guy chose to kill himself. Also, I'm going to be sad if they die. <laughs> but it, it's not, like, it's it's escapism, right? Like, I want to watch the movie to be happier. Or, like, um, I don't know. Like, I just, I know they're going to die. And that, like, that makes me sad. And I don't want to watch the movie because I'm like, oh, I'm not really in a crying mood right now, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Okay, next one. Hate to love true. This is not gonna lie, one of my favorite tropes. Like, I read a lot of um, chick lit books. This is like my favorite one. Can you explain it? So basically, it's like, uh, it's pretty explanatory. It's basically two people, um, usually straight, um, man and girl. They like work together in close proximity. They know each other somehow, but they absolutely hate each other's guts. And it's always because of miscommunication or something about another person's personality. Um, and then something like draws them closer together and then they end up falling in love with each other and then dating and happily ever after there. I love this one because there's like so much like sexual tension in the beginning of the hate thing. Like there's so much chemistry and it's just like, it's so overdone, but it's still such a classic. I love it so much. I don't love it in real life. I feel like if you're, if I hate you, you're dead to me. There's no changing that. Yeah, I don't know how it ever flipped the switch of I'm so angry and mad at this person to I am in love with this person that I want to be with them for the rest of my life. Yeah, I don't I don't think I, I mean, I think when I was younger, I was always like, oh, maybe like this will change or something like I hate them right now. Maybe in the future, this will change to me liking them. It has never changed once. I still hate them to this day. Yeah, there is. Never one person where I'm like, oh my god, I hate this person, but I was like, I want to spend the rest of my life with them eventually. I want I, like that spiteful thing that where I want them to love me, but I don't want to love them. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know how to feel about that. I don't <laughs> I I yeah, I don't know. I don't love it in rom-coms. Like, I just think it's, like, kind of, like, unrealistic. Like, yes, I get it, the sexual tension. I think that's really great and everything. But it's just not realistic, I think. Like, I can't overcome the feelings of hate in real life. That's fair. Um, I mean, I love it in rom-coms so much. There's this book that I really love called The Hating Game. And it's basically like a slow burn throughout the whole book. And then it leads up to them just becoming lovers. Great. Love it. There's no other way to explain it. It's a good book, though. Give me a game. Give me a book where like they continue hating each other. And that's how the book ends. <laughs> um, Harry Potter, <laughs> Harry and Voldemort. Yeah, but like when they're not the villain, you know? Like when, like if it was like, Harry and Hermione hated each other until the end. Uh, I don't, I, I can't think of one right now. I'm sure there's stuff out there, but I can't think of it right now. Um, I don't know. I still personally really like this one. I, like, I feel like I'm indifferent. So I'll give it like a five out of 10 because like, I'm like, okay, like I accept it. It, it happens. It's also very closely related to the whole like, um the bad boy like bad girl kind of like trope too where it's like you tend to like hate each other in some way and then you like end up falling in love with each other okay what do you give this one five out of ten i give it an eight out of ten 
Would you like it to happen in real life, though? No, no. All my enemies are dead to me. Okay. I actually skipped over one. The love triangle. How could I forget this one? Classic. Twilight. Um, to all the boys I loved. Um, I don't know. Any other YA book out there. Yeah, literally. Even in real life. In Too Hot to Handle, this also happens quite a bit. Ah, real life. Yeah. <laughs> I love the love triangle when it's done well. I think it is... Uh, like it's really because nice, I always root for one, not like Twilight. Twilight was weird. Twilight was the whole like falling in love with her kid kind of thing. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I I also don't like that. I mean, both guys were bad options for her. I mean, it was very like to be fair, it was always Edward. There was no doubt in yeah. my mind that like she would have ended up with Jacob. Jacob was oh, always right. her like little brother, her like boy yeah. toy. The rebound. The rebound, yeah. He was just always there for her. But also, like, Edward didn't really give her an option. Like, what if she didn't like him? Then it's like, I will always be watching you while you sleep. I'm always going to be there. Two steps away. Two feet away. Imagine they broke up, like, after she became a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. If it's done well, it gets me going. Mm -hmm. I I like it. In real life, has this ever happened to you? No, I I have never had two people like me at once, let alone one person like me at once. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like you kind of have. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not great. It's very, I guess, it's taxing on the soul. Like, it's very like, who do you like? It's not as like, like you know how like in shows and stuff, it's very much about like oh, who do you, like, they're, like, she goes back and forth, or he goes back and forth and stuff, like, who do I choose, who do I choose, and there's, like, a lot of, like, turmoil around that, take that, but, like, times a hundred, and that's kind of, like, the anxiety and, like, the stress that you feel about, like, what to do next. Zero to ten, I roll. Yeah. I have never glowed up to that point where I've had two boys fighting over me. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I want that anyways. I think Hollywood's trying to make me want that trope in my life. And I feel like I'm, I'm good. I don't need that. Um, having one boy, I think is challenging enough. Um, overall, I give this one a three out of 10. Eight out of 10 in shows when done well, or like movies done well, (laughs) zero out of 10 in real life. (laughs) Yeah, okay, I see your 8 out of 10. I, I'm still sick with my 3 out of 10, but I see what you mean when it's done right. Yeah, there are definitely shows where I'm like, yes, like this is like, I'm so happy. Like this was kind of like, it has to be, I'm happy with the love triangle. I'm happy with like how it progresses. And I'm happy who she ends up with. That's the, or he ends up with. That's the only time where I will give it like an 8 out of 10 kind of thing. I'm only thinking of like Hannah Montana, where she has to choose between Jake and that guitar, the hot one. What's his Jesse. name? Jesse, yeah. I think. First, she like she went through this love triangle twice, actually. Um, who were you, team? Team Jesse or Jake? Yeah. Oh, Jesse for sure. Jake oh. cheated on her. Yeah, hundred. Like I, there was no doubt. As soon as I saw Jesse, I'm like, it's Jesse. Yeah, but then she chose Jake in the first the first time it happened. Yes. Yeah, Which but was, she I think it's good. 
Yeah, I think she yeah, she needed to get to Jesse. You know, like she had some stuff to work out. If she chose Jesse immediately, she would always be wondering like what to like what would happen with Jake. But that's not really realistic in real life because when you choose one, there's not going to be the other person just waiting for you. They they move on with their life. Mm -hmm. Before we move on, okay. So are you Wizards of Waverly Place? Are you team uh what's Mason or like um or team Dean. Wait. Mason is the is werewolf. The werewolf. Yeah. Dean was the Italian guy. Yeah. Mason. Dean is the personality <laughs> of a rock. But he liked her. He really liked her. And to be <laughs> fair. Nothing common. But he just expressed it. I, I'm still team Mason. I. <laughs> but I think Wait. he loved her a little bit too much. Mason? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But Mason left her for a little bit to go with the vampire, didn't he? No, he had to go with the vampire or something. Wait, why? Because, <laughs> I don't know, she was still, oh, no, yeah, you're right. He did have to, he did leave her, and she was so very sad about it. And then he came back. I would not forgive him. What the hell? You just went back to your ex, you asshole. Mr. Big or Aiden in Sex in the City? Aiden. Oh, no. Mr. Big? Mr. Big, all the way. Dude. Okay, Mr. Big was so chaotic. Like, he was so hot and cold. I cannot have another toxic, hot and cold man in my life. I need consistency. Yes, Aiden was the, like, the nice guy. He was very much, like, stereotypically, like, the one that she would have had, like, a very comfortable life with who would have always treated her well. But you always have to think about how problematic Carrie is as a character. Okay, that's a good point. Carrie fucking sucks yes so then you can't have carrie with aiden because she's constantly going to drain him of like all of the aiden wonderfulness but then with mr big like he is equally as chaotic i think he puts like they put up well with each other and i think they would never be bored of each other for that reason because they're both equal because what mr biggs had like four marriages by the time that he like got married to carrie okay yes but also think about what would happen in real life I think he still they they would have been just a very bad couple, but I mean they might have been happy with each other. Like I think they would have fight a lot and there would be a lot of problems, but I think they would have not, like they would separate but never divorce. They're that one couple that you want to avoid and you don't want to bring to parties at all. Yeah. I think in real life though, if I was Carrie, I'm not Carrie. If in real life I would choose Aiden. In real life, I I hate it, but I would still choose Mr. Big. I just love Chris. I just love Chris. What's his name? Chris Knopf? Yeah, he's he's type top is such a scummy guy, like in the good wife. Yeah, but I love him. I love him so much. <laughs> I love that I love like the actor. And I I don't know if he's like really terrible, but I'm very attracted to him and I like He's a good looking guy. Yeah. I'm glad we settled this debate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's no there's never like a perfect guy I guess like there's yeah. like in these like that's what it shows you like even between the two like maybe your love interests even in the love triangle <laughs> maybe it's someone you meet like <gasps> Jane the Virgin Raphael or um Michael 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 yeah man when Michael died I had to stop watching the show I, I cried, cried so hard like like, I knew he was gonna die, and I still cried like a baby. My favorite line in that show was that Raphael had three kids and zero sex. 
Yeah. I, I love the narrator of that show. That, that was the best part about the show. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Um, okay. Our last trope. Fake relationship turns into a real one. Um, This is like to all the boys, right? Well, the boys, the proposal. Um, There's so many more out there. Can't remember. I... Like, how realistic is this really? Ooh, the holiday date. Holiday. That one was a fake relationship that turned real, too. That was a good movie. I actually kind of like that movie. Um, I I don't know. Like, not very realistic, I guess. Like, maybe if you have very overbearing parents that are like, when are you going to bring someone home? When are you going to bring someone home? And you just decide to bring, like, a friend or, like, some stranger you just met to your house. I don't know. You invite a stranger into your home? Damn, dude. It's like that's what the that's what the trope is. They basically like holiday is like they meet at a mall or something and then Oh yeah, you're right. And then they she invites him into her car. No, he invites her into her car and they eat chocolates or something. Yeah, and then she invites him over to for Christmas to meet his her entire family. Yeah, that was super weird. Oh yeah, because oh I remember now. Yeah, that, that was super weird. Uh, zero out of ten. I don't want that. Just be friends. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need a relationship. Yeah. Also, most of these, like most, like they're also in high school and like to all the boys. Like, you, why do you need a boyfriend in high school? <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of ways out of that situation for Laura Jean, and she was just like, you know what, date me or else. Yeah. We know it was his both his idea why did they date oh so basically he oh um his ex-girlfriend was dating another guy a college guy and he wanted oh. revenge and then laura jean needed to avoid oh she was telling him about the letter she wrote and how one went to josh and she had to avoid embarrassment i guess i mean one she could have just talked to them but like I, yeah, okay exactly. Sure, I like. I guess the okay. So the proposal one makes sense, kind of, because green card, green card, and that is very common. Um, the holiday kind of makes sense because her pair, her mom, I think, was very overbearing about like, when are you going to find someone? When are you going to find someone? Your younger brother is getting married. When are you going to find someone? Kind of thing. Four out of ten, like four out of ten for green card marriages. Got it. Got it. Pour one out for the green card marriage. <laughs> yeah, because it's it is real. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right. We're no, we're no narcs. We yeah. respect, respect the grind, the yeah. hustle. Yeah. Or I guess before we close it off, what's your favorite rom-coms? She's the man. Mm-hmm. Channing it's Tatum right. at its finest. It, it's finest. <laughs> at its finest. <laughs> like, oh, beautiful man. Um, then, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, Sex in the City, the first movie. Um, the entire series actually leading up until the first movie, I think, is like it's good enough. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, the Notebook. I have to honorary mention to the Notebook. Problematic. We talked about this, but I can't. I I love it so much. And then I think one of them has to be like a like an animated film. Animated. Like there's like animated love stories, right? Like. 
is Mulan going with Count? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Tangled. I think Tangled Mulan? is like no. I was talking about Mulan. Uh, why do I think Jumanji? Yeah, I think Tangled. I think Mulan's my favorite Disney movie, but I think Tangled is like one of my top like favorite um, mm. like romantic comedies. Mm, fair. What about you? Okay, mine are very similar to yours. Ten things I hate about you. Mm-hmm. It's the man, but also Pride and Prejudice. Mm. Ooh, classic for me. I love it. Um, the one with Keira Knightley, obviously. That one is also why I love the hate to love trope because of Miss Jane Austen ruining up my life. Um, I also really like. Um, oh, I really like the like the classic love st- like the old age classic movies. Like, um, okay, Little Women. I know it's technically like not supposed to be a rom com because it's like Laurie and Joe. Like they're not supposed to be together, but like I still want them together. And like Timothy Chalamet. But yeah, I love it. Also, anything um, Nancy Myers, I love. That's like such a comfort movie. Yeah, it's like what Rosa says. Yeah, I honestly see what Rosa means. Like when I, Rosa kept talking about it, I was like, "Hmm, I gotta really think about this." And then I went to watch one. I'm like, "Oh, I understand." Oh wait, another classic one. John Tucker must die. I keep telling you to watch this one. This is a classic. Oh yeah, I still haven't watched it yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> the big relationship thing, but this one's like OG. Okay. Um, I- watch it so good i will i will try to watch it um i also forgot one more honor i mentioned warm bodies the movie that made me fall in love with uh what's his name nicholas holt nicholas holt love that man zombies i was literally watching episode two of hannibal last night and i had zombies mushrooms diabetes and i'm like three three of my biggest fears in my life (laughs) Ooh, here's a mushroom. Are you scared? Are you scared? <laughs> What's the question? What are your favorite rom-coms? Do you agree with our ratings? Which is your favorite trope? What Which have is the we, worst trope? What have we forgotten trope-wise? <laughs> Should we make a part three? <laughs> so I know we said that we were going to do like characters, like common characters, tropes, I guess, in this week's episode. Should we do that next week or should we do something else? Are you guys tired of this? <laughs> we keep making two-parters. Yeah. Everything. If we make it a three-parter, that's something new, right? Spice it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's it for my questions. We'll see how we feel next week. Yeah. Um, Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. Like us and follow us on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Like us and follow us on social media, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And then tune in again next Thursday for another episode of Apologetically Me. Bye. Bye.